0: Welcome to Survivor Social. Uh, this is the Survivor podcast where we discuss uh, and disentangle Survivor with the social with the focus on the social elements of the game. My name is Tegwith and our, my usual co-host David is uh, unfortunately out today, but we have a very special guest uh, discussing today's episode with me, uh, my friend who I cannot wait to form a nerdy alliance with on Survivor. Uh, Ian Sandridge, <laughs> Ian, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. You know, I have work off, which is great. I always have my Sundays off and it's like amazing to talk Survivor as always. It's like the only thing I'm like going on in my life outside of school. So like I'm super excited to finally be on a podcast and talk about like this game that we all love and just know so much about
0: so excited to talk to you about this um why don't you tell can you tell us a little bit about how like what got you into Survivor um and and why you are here you know ready to nerd out about Survivor with me
1: so uh I was not like I didn't watch from the beginning I mean I'm as old as the show if you can believe it like that's crazy to think about wow like I'm 23 years old I'm I was born in 1999 like I'm as old as the show and so like obviously I wasn't watching it from the beginning, like, and so the first season I remember, like, casually tuning into was Blood versus Water, and the first, like, big moment for me was seeing uh, Sierra vote out her mom, like, that was a huge thing, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what's going on, then I saw the rock draw, like, that was a crazy moment, like, in watching Survivor, and I had no idea that it was, like, half returning players and whatnot, and then, like, you know, I just kind of, like, kept like in the know, but I wasn't really watching as many seasons. But like the first season I watched live was Winners at War, which I was super excited about. And so like, and after, the, and then, you know, with the pandemic, I was able to like binge all of it. But like, I had been binging most of it from like after, you know, before Winners at War, because I wanted to see like what every winner's game was going to be before the season aired.
0: I mean, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good first live season right there. Winners at War <laughs> is... uh It's pretty awesome. Um, So make sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode. We do have some really fun listener questions that we're going to get into uh, later on in the episode. But I think it's about time. Let's just dive right in to this week's episode. So we start this week at tika beach right after the vote out which i am always a huge fan of i love to see the immediate reaction which was just jaw dropping specifically for jam jam obviously um how did you feel the episode started how did you uh feel about that whole scene you know uh going into the episode
1: i mean i love a good post-tribal like break down and then people like coming to one another be like what the hell just happened like what 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 were you thinking and I love seeing like you know people just kind of drop their game for a minute and just like talk openly with one another because in the game of survivor people usually keep stuff so close to their chest or and because in these small tribes you can't really like go off and talk by yourself which is why I like that they were having this open discussion kind of as much as they could And it was very funny to me seeing Jam Jam be like, why did you leave me out of the vote? And I was like, dude, the whole time I was like, Jam Jam, you're still here. Like, why are you so mad about this? And it's one of those instances where, like, I understand you want to be in on the vote every single time. But if you're left out of a vote, as long as you're not being voted out, you really shouldn't be freaking out as much as Jam Jam was. And I thought Carolyn did a really good job of defending herself and saying, like, you know, I never felt comfortable with Sarah here. I was always the third turd, as she said, (laughs) in that alliance, which, uh, you know, episode title, of course, from Carolyn, which was amazing. And then, you know, just seeing, you know, all of them kind of seeing Jam Jam and Carolyn really clash because it makes their relationship even more dynamic than what we knew.
0: Absolutely. And it's very interesting you say that because Jim Jim did say over and over again that he was like, I'm so happy I'm here. I'm so happy I survived the vote. But I just wish I would have known I wish you would have told me I would have voted with you. I don't know that he would have. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I don't I don't think if you think about it obviously hindsight is twenty twenty in retrospect he would have been like yeah I'd be fine with whatever as long as I was in on the vote but um but I really don't think that that he actually would have voted I feel like he tried would have tried to figure out a way to maneuver around so I think you know Carolyn doing what she did for her game, I think was the the right way to, to, to do that. Uh, and then I, it's interesting. We'll talk about this later in the episode, but um, seeing how Josh, uh, Jam Jam brings up how Carolyn kind of played Josh. I think that, that was a very interesting thing, but you know, uh, I thought Jam Jam handled it fine. Uh, I think he, I think he was so shocked and he was so used to being in on a lot of the stuff that this kind of being on the other side of the, uh, uh, of the blind side Uh, or Mm -hmm. the vote really kind of put him off balance a little bit um but I'm so happy you brought up third turd I'm pretty sure this is the third title that she has she's gotten uh Carolyn has gotten
1: I mean what more can you ask for Carolyn is just television gold she's a gold mine of sound bites. like just an amazing character amazing an amazing player to me all around like I'm Every, every time I'm watching her, I am glued to the screen. That's why this episode was so stressful for me. Because oh my gosh, I, was like, I know. If, I literally said, I was on Twitter, I was like, I was, when Josh and Jam Jam, like this is going a little earlier, like when Josh was like, you know, we just voted her out. I was like, keep Carolyn's name out of yep. your mouth. Yes. Don't talk about her. I, I felt like Will it. Smith at the Oscars. Like I wanted to smack Josh across the face and be like, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Because I... I still think, like, if we had lost Carolyn this episode, I think the season would have like gone down real, like, really bad. Like, it would have dropped into entertainment value for me personally.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, uh, I think she is great with the way that she talks, the way that she reacts to things. Just so much stuff. Uh, amazing casting. Uh, and I would be uh, absolutely devastated if, um, if Carolyn went out at all in this episode. I'm really happy she made the merge. Mm -hmm. Um, I also wanted to talk about, uh, Carolyn said, there was a a confessional where she was saying that um, Carolyn wanted to move forward with Jam Jam. You know, that's what her heart is telling her. Her heart was that she wanted to stick with Jam Jam, um, but she is a really good strategic player. She does know what she, you know, what she wants to do isn't necessarily what she needs to do. And so Mm -hmm. she was like, at that point, she was feeling like Josh was the best way forward for her in the overall game. And that was very interesting to hear somebody saying, like, I know that this is what I want, but right yeah. now it's might it might not be best for me. And I like hearing the uh, kind of the, the fight within her um, on like what want versus need, because I, too, would want to keep Jam Jam in, you know?
1: Yeah. And, you know, obviously her being like, oh, like, you know, like, as she's like, she's like, ah, like, what do I do? And I'm just like, it's just, you know, she's just vocalizes how she feels like her brain. It's like, you know, how people say like, there's diarrhea of the mouth. Like I think Carolyn has diarrhea of the emotions. Like she just like, she can't contain how she feels and she has to vocalize it in a way like, whether that's like, inaudible or like unintelligible screams and <laughs> like yes. like sounds and I'm just like thinking like how do you write this as a caption? <laughs> like I don't know how to <laughs> that's write so this. funny.
0: That is that's so why i like you
1: that's why I'm sometimes like you can't script this show because I'm like what is Carolyn's like what are the words that are coming out of Carolyn's mouth when she's making these sounds
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's uh pretty she like I said she's an in incredible casting just we need somebody mm. like this
1: we've given as we're gonna be given as- give, she has so much flowers like to give her and and, like, you know, we definitely have like, but there's other people that we need to talk about on the show. Of course. It's not just going to be the Carolyn episode.
0: I guess (laughs) as much as it
1: is the Carolyn episode, (laughs) you know, we have other people we need to talk about.
0: True. Uh, And that being said, let's move over to Ratu beach. So the next part we move over to Ratu beach and we immediately start with Matthew talking to Kane about how much pain he is in Matt's shoulder uh obviously he fell off the rock in episode 2 and he's starting off by talking about how much pain is he in, uh, a pain, how much pain he is in um and that you know he trained so much for this and it's so hard to not really be able to enjoy it to the extent because he is in so much pain all the time uh Kane then talks about how impressed he is with Matthew I believe he calls him a gladiator at some point <sighs> um which I think is a very cool and very works for this season because of the sword and the shield um but uh, but a very nice, obviously nice thing to say about somebody. Very hard to watch somebody, you know, obviously living their dream, built a plywood thing in his backyard. Uh, you know, hard to see him going through all this pain to to play the game that he loves.
1: Yeah, it's definitely you know we always hear about like the hunger and whatnot and the starvation and like you know like how hard it is out there. At least in the older seasons, they don't really talk about it now, which is like just, one of my favorites. Still within. does.
0: Jeff, still Jeff absolutely. does Jeff talks about how hard it is it's so hard look how hard it is like nothing is ever harder ever ever
1: yeah I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah that's why Chanel from season 42 said we didn't have a fire for days and we were fine like yeah it's it's so hard Jeff but anyways uh yeah it was a really nice moment to just kind of you know See someone opening up about how they're feeling and like their pain and whatnot, because in the game of Survivor, and especially as we see, like tribe strength seems to be this thing. And seeing Matthew last this long as someone who has been in pain and still being valued as somebody is definitely like something to like that is worth something. And it definitely shows that like people still care about him for the most part. I mean, the people that we see like him talking to are Kane and Carson specifically. And, you know, I definitely want to talk, like, move, you know, because what happens to Matthew in this episode is a real bummer. It's a, like, true shame. I can't imagine how that feels, you know. It must be devastating to be medically evacuated, mm-hmm. like, especially if this is your dream. Mm-hmm. But uh, we slowly move on to, like, this, you know, all-out geek-out fest with Carson and Kane, which was definitely interesting to watch. But, you know, for me, I was, like, Carson and Kane are on two different, like two different ends of the spectrum of nerd to me. Like Kane is playing tabletop games, while Carson's like I've seen all the Marvel movies, I know all about them. Like he's Carson makes me think of like the nerd that's like he says he's a nerd, but he's never picked up a comic book in his life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they were calling, or, or I heard somebody call it the Geek Squad. I don't know if mm-hmm. this was Kane or somebody, but a very interesting. Um, very interesting, like, dynamic this was where I, I think if somebody even said that, like, Carson being in this tribe brings a very interesting dynamic into the tribe. Um, and I think Carson is very well situated. I think he did a very good job at ingratiating himself or really being in on, on this tribe. Uh, I know Matthew feels comfortable with him. Um, obviously, Kane feels good with him. Um I don't know about the other people in the tribe but um but, but I do think that that those two relationships obviously Matthew is no longer in the game but I do think that it makes Kane feel a little bit better because Kane felt so by himself for such a long time because of the vote with Maddie you know right. um so I think uh, I think adding Carson into the mix is a very interesting makes it, it it for an interesting dynamic
1: I mean, I can definitely understand where you're coming from, but like, for me, I'm very doubtful of Carson's actual position in the tribe, just because, you know, as he said himself, you know, everyone's sharing so much information with me. And I was like, everyone? Because I don't see Brandon or Lauren talking to you at all. So I don't think, and when you're in a tribe of five, like, I guess, you know, he's like, oh, well, I have two people sharing information with me. That's a majority, like, it doesn't matter. But I mean, I have no idea what Lauren and Brandon's perception of Carson is at all. And like, you know, maybe Carson thinks, oh, because I'm good with these two, I'm good with everybody. So it may be like a little short-sighted on his part, but we don't know because Rotu has been like, and is an enigma. I have no idea what this tribe's dynamics are. And I think, you know, it's, it's, I think it's on the editors, but I also think it's because it's that predicament where when the tribe wins so many, so many immunity challenges, There's so little to show, but... I also think it's because this tribe probably doesn't have that many internal conflicts with one another. So, Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I think uh, the only time we've really seen a bunch of Ratu was episode one uh, when Mm -hmm. we had that wild wild tribal. Um, And other than that, we didn't really see much. We had to get a little bit of Jamie's background because Jamie obviously was going to end up being swapped at some point. Um, So, you know, we have that to go off of. But we really, you were very, that is very true. We don't know much about Ratu. And I don't really know much of their dynamic um i honestly have no idea where lauren stands uh at all whereas i feel like i i have a a kind of an idea of where brandon stands um in terms of the tribe versus the greater sense which we'll get to a little bit later um but yeah i think that's a very good point where uh you were not seeing the full picture on ratu um yeah but you know, it. Is, I think it's something to be said about somebody who feels comfortable, even if they might not be in a comfortable position. So I feel. I think Carson. He kept saying he feels comfortable. I feel comfortable. Uh, or or I not maybe not com- comfortable, but not be the the position. He said he feels like I'm in the right position, um, and I think. That could lead to an interesting merge where if he feels like he's good with the two tribes that he's been on, then maybe that'll lead to some interesting dynamics between you know those two tribes or Carson maybe having to choose a side, whatever it is. I think it'll lead to some interesting social dynamics between between those two just because he feels like he's in a good position, whereas I think if oh. he felt like he was in a bad position, you know, it would be uh, a totally different story. Yeah,
1: I absolutely agree. And like, you know, I think, you know, there's so much that could happen come the merge. We don't really know. And I think, you know, one of my gripes with the Ratu tribe, especially with this episode and Matthew being be re- evacuated it's one of those instances where it's like, I don't understand why you gave Matthew such a big edit on this tribe when, you know, everybody, as everybody knows, when the season's done, that's when they edit. So to me, it's like, I understand he's kind of this big player on this tribe, but for such a big player to be medically evacuated, you should be giving screen time to the other players that are going to hopefully be remaining in the game longer than him or remaining in the game longer than, like, Carson, for instance. But we don't know. That's why, like, it's a little frustrating to me, but, like, I still enjoyed Matthew, of course, but, you know, I'm always, like, you need to give other people time to speak, but... You know, survivor's all about storytelling, and you know, every season tells a certain story. Um, some better than others.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good point. When we we when they knew who's gonna be medically evacuated, it wasn't a big move, it wasn't anything, uh, or I guess I think it's technically not even a medical evac. I think it's technically a quit because which I think is ridiculous. I, I which I think is ridiculous. I wouldn't call it a quit either, but if you hear Jeff's words. Um, he never once said, like, you know, he has to be pulled out, which I think is, like, not important the way we view the season, but the way the producers and everyone and, like, Jeff views, uh, his exit, which I think is more in in terms of, like, the greater scheme of things, like, and I don't think that's fair, but I do think that that's kind of how the producers are seeing, his exit which I think is a little little silly
1: because I think that's ridiculous personally I'm just like yeah Jeff yeah I'm sure you you as a healthy individual man right now are like wow he's such a quitter It's like, yeah let's maybe dislocate your shoulder Jeff and yeah see how you feel like yeah come on you're yeah. not you're not out there starving dehydrated and whatnot so like I would say this is like A pulled from the game for medical reasons, but like, you know, it's not quite the same as uh, Bruce's, of course.
0: Right. uh, Right. Um, Okay, so next we go to Soka Beach. Uh, We start off by seeing Danny (laughs) leading a sunrise breathing workshop. Danny talks about how much he loves jujitsu and uh, how they're all silly little gooses on the island and all of that breathing. Um, I thought that was a very, uh, you know, interesting way to start off uh, seeing Soka uh, uh, on this episode. Um, all of that, that breathing to really, you know, <laughs> harness your, harness yourself. Um, I'm, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene, I was just like oh my god like I would not be a good fit for this tribe at all like you cannot get me to do meditation I have ADHD like my mind is racing all the time like I can't like the only reason I can sit in one place is if I'm sleeping or I'm like if I'm exhausted but like them doing this like let's like have like you know our breathing exercises and whatnot and you know like when even when they were doing like with Franny it's like and I was just like thinking this the entire time it's like I would probably just wait for them to be so quiet and just sneak off and go do my own thing. I just wouldn't <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't, I was like, I'm not into the whole meditation thing. I'm not going to do it. Like I don't enjoy it, but it's one of those things in survivor where it's like, I don't know how into everybody this meditation and breathing stuff is, but you know, you kind of have to blend in and go with like the social contract of the tribe in a sense. Yeah. But you know, I was just like, yeah, Danny breathing is so interesting. It really clears my mind. <laughs>
0: And it's so funny that you say that because I kind of agree with you. I feel like that is not what I would wanna do, but Jamie, on the other hand, Jamie's uh-huh. like, this is my this is what she loves to do. She's a yogi, she loves to like do all of this stuff, so she feels like she is in the perfect tribe for her, and this is the tribe that she had wanted to be on uh the whole time because like she didn't have to teach the meditation. she could just meditate and breathe with everybody else. so it's very funny how. Uh, you and I kind of agree where that is not my cup of tea, but Jamie is like, yes, please more of this, which I think is super interesting.
1: And and Jamie was very interesting. I liked hearing from her perspective on this tribe, especially as someone, you know, who is, you know, an outsider. She is, she got swapped over. Like these people don't really know her that well. And, uh, when she was talking about like, I feel great on this tribe and whatnot, I feel like, and I have so much information to share. And when she's trying to talk to Matt and you know trying to be like hey you know like what do you, like what do you think of like you know being, being here and she's like oh I just want to take it slow and then she's like the way Matt like thinks like be, like baffles me like she's like I don't understand what he's doing and I was very much like on Jamie's side with this and the like she's like I just don't know what game he's playing like In Survivor, like, you know, people always say, like, just say yes, 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 yes. Like, go with it. Like, do something. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if I was in Matt's position, I'd be like, I want to get to know Jamie because I want to know what Ratu is like. I want to know what the dynamics Mm -hmm. are over there because if I'm going to be making Merge, I want to know who and who I cannot align with.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think uh, it was a little awkward watching that conversation between Jamie and Matt because I felt like Matt wasn't really, you know, in the conversation. He just kind of was skirting around the edge of 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 talking about everything. Uh and then another interesting aspect of this is then Jamie goes to Franny and is like, what is Matt doing? Like why is that that doesn't seem right. And uh I guess uh Jamie hadn't picked up on the fact that they are a solid two, which I think props to them. Um maybe because if Someone who's new to the tribe isn't totally seeing that those two are so close to each other. That is maybe they're taking a step back like they were trying to. Um, So I guess that's probably a good thing. Uh, But interesting that Jamie tells Franny that because then Franny goes right to Matthew and is like, this is what Franny or this is what Jamie's thinking um so that was an interesting little like triangle of information that was happening uh, about that one little conversation between jamie and uh, uh, Jamie and Matt
1: yeah and I also liked that Franny at least gave Jamie like you know I just think he's a really affable like player mm-hmm. like that's just how he is like he's very like shy and introverted and then you know we have the lovebirds of franny and matt just you know having that really long deep hug you know just and you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm here for the showmance because we haven't seen one in so long too. And i just think too. i just think like you know, if they're gonna find love on Survivor, that's great because honestly, people that have found love on Survivor last longer than people on The Bachelor. And it's been like yeah, proven. <laughs> and like I'm anytime people are like, Oh, that's kind of gross. Like, I'm like, Yeah, no, it totally is gross, like falling in love on an island and being dirty and like making out, or like, you know, and whatnot. But you know, you know, they haven't made out yet. We haven't seen it. So, but I definitely this episode made me realize like these two, I think, don't want to say they like each other to the to like in like to their faces, but like in confessional, they're like, "I really like Matt. Yeah, I really like Franny. Like as Matt said, like if Franny's my blind spot. You know, like I I don't know. Like, <laughs> was like it's oh honestly so cute
0: to watch, just because it's like it's like if I don't know. It's just so cute to watch, just because they're it's saying like watching- the exact same thing."
1: It's like watching two cats circle each other. They're just like, I don't know, like what should I do? Like, you know, and just and then I also liked uh hearing the producer like, Are you blushing a little? <laughs> and she's
0: like I I love And I was that. like,
1: that was so funny. I liked hearing that. And you know, just it gives us some little like fourth wall break, like, yeah, production's asking these like castaways questions and whatnot. So yeah, I, I went that. and then Franny brought up, yeah, we could go and get Ethiopian food. I was just like where are you getting Ethiopian food like I've never had Ethiopian food and like from what I've heard it's like apparently like you eat it with your hands so it's like oh okay so like maybe it's like a more intimate like eating experience or whatnot but you know maybe after this I'll have to try some Ethiopian food Absolutely. you know (laughs) Franny seems to like it and she wants to take Matt on a date to an Ethiopian restaurant
0: I, it was just so cute. that whole thing was so cute. and then I love the producer fourth wall break so much. Uh, I love seeing all of that stuff because it doesn't really take you out of the game. It just kind of, to me it adds a little bit of 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 it's uh, not spice, but you know we get a little bit of the like um these confessionals aren't just people talking to themselves. they're they're you know they're talking to somebody. they're having uh sometimes not really a conversation, but they're they're you know, it's it's coming from somewhere um and i yeah. think it grounds i think it grounds it a little bit more grounds um ground survivor grounds kind of what we're seeing and so i thought that was a really cute like little fourth wall break i mean we've gotten a bunch of them and i and i'm a huge fan of them um so i loved that that little tiny bit but i thought it was what we saw on soka i thought it was pretty interesting overall we now didn't we see tidy
1: no we didn't which was a shame but you know
0: we didn't see tidy uh,
1: now we got to move on to like the social the crazy kookiness that is the tika tribe that like yep, absolute fire content that we're getting from these people like josh versus jam jam and then you know like it's like you know like you don't have to be mad at me and it's like i know but i just don't trust you <laughs> like- yep.
0: it's so funny they're so outright about it they're so like you know this is I don't I know I don't don't have to like you but I uh or I don't have to trust you or I don't trust you Josh doesn't trust Jam 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 doesn't trust Josh they both told each other that um and then we find out about the the fake idol that another fake idol in the game
1: (laughs) that we'll talk about that 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 is after the sanctuary (laughs) because that's that was very funny I was just like wow Josh is
0: it's very josh you know honestly good i think it's a good move but at this point that's when josh this is when josh shows the letter to, to jam jam or maybe they just talk like here's the letter yeah, here's he, he, he
1: should yeah he showed uh jam jam the letter but as we you know it gets pointed out earlier like it's the same one from earlier so you know all it would take for jam jam to realize wait is just to read the letter but he probably yeah. you know I can't remember how long he was able to look at it, but you know, maybe he was it's, just like it says, like you have a hidden immunity idol, and it's like okay, great, like you know, he's just like not, he's not really reading in between the lines yeah. or reading the fine parchment, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Josh has to do what he has to do. It's a tribe of three. You know, when you're in a tribe mm-hmm. of three, you're just kind of clawing at the wall. See see what what you can kind of grab on to and what'll stick and so you know yeah gave it gave it the good college try good 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 try for that (laughs) um but then we kind of get a little bit more personal with jam jam and josh we we go a little bit deeper um they uh Mm -hmm. josh asked uh asked jam jam about his coming out story and we get to you know hear a little bit about that and then vice versa with josh very big bonding moment uh obviously on a tribe of three where where any kind of interpersonal connection matters a ton and this is something that really really bonds the two of them together.
1: I think it was something that like bonds them in a way more like like they see each other as people more but like I don't know if it really bonded them like strategically or Mm -hmm. like whatnot that like I don't think either one of them came from that conversation like I won't write Josh's name down like you know it wasn't that like deep and meaningful I think in that sense of like Oh, like I really get this person, we get each other and whatnot. And mm-hmm. what I liked about this, um, you know, sharing their coming out stuff is how Jam Jam gave us a perspective. Like he's like, Oh, I just never thought I was pretty. Like I never thought like I was good looking. So, like, you know, and then when he talks about who he's like, my first boyfriend was my husband, and now we're married and whatnot. And I thought that was really sweet. And I liked hearing Josh's coming out story because I definitely empathized with, you know. I didn't come out until after I graduated high school and then that, like I went to a college outside of my hometown because I was like I don't want to be here not because of that but also it was just like I'm sick and tired of being where I've lived for like 19 mm. years so that like that's what I did but I definitely was like I came out but like where I lived was like not the most accepting so I wanted to move somewhere else where I felt like I'd be more accepted And that's what I did but um My only gripe with this scene is the fact that Tika is made completely up of queer people. And in Survivor, we've seen a lot of gay men share like, you know, their experiences with coming out or like how they feel as a gay person. Like we saw in 42, you know, High and Romeo talking about their sexuality and like how Romeo's like, I never came out to my family and whatnot, you know? Mm -hmm. Having that deep personal connection, but, Carolyn's a queer woman as well and I've noticed like throughout the years of Survivor and like many seasons that I've seen like we don't talk about like queer women's stories as much mm. like the first two openly queer women I can think of on Survivor are from Vanuatu, Amy and mm-hmm. Scout and you don't know that they're queer until their loved ones show up which is like crazy to me and especially like you know even back then like that's crazy because the first season has an openly gay man on it. It's mm-hmm. like, this is not new material. This is not a new thing that's been discussed on Survivor, but you know, it's definitely something I've been thinking of because, you know, I want to, because both Franny and Claire are queer women and mm-hmm. you know, what does, did they have any conversations about that? You know, mm-hmm. I definitely want to see more queer women's stories on Survivor because you know, we see so many queer men's stories on Survivor. And I think it's one of those instances where, yes, we have the diversity um, initiative and whatnot. And I like that we've been getting more uh, queer women and queer men as well. But I want to be seeing these queer women's stories.
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, very well said, firstly. And secondly, yeah, I, I, I totally uh, n- I noticed that. And, and I think one thing I wish that even just would be mentioned at some point is uh, that I wish on this show they would have mentioned it's a a tribe full of, uh, you know, queer LGBTQ plus people like that is something that has, correct me if I'm wrong, has never happened. Uh, Just a full tribe of, you know, um, queer people I think is very, first time and 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 i don't it hasn't been mentioned on the show it's only been mentioned on like podcasts and off uh off to the side um but i wish that was something that would have been brought up at some point just actually on the television screen because um it's pretty historic and um really cool and especially now that the merge is coming it's no there the tribe isn't going to be a tribe anymore obviously so they really only had a short period of time in which to in which to say it but um but yeah i think that's a really great point and you know I do think that the the moment was just so very, you know, nice and, and humanizing and like the thing, I think in survivor that we see a good amount of time, but I think that like, it's, it's, it wasn't like a forced story, you know, where yeah. it's like, this is, uh, I, I, Brandon was here, how he was saying like, Oh, I do a lot of stuff. And, and that, that felt like a forced, you know, story about Brandon, whereas this was natural. This was two people talking, bonding over a campfire. Um, you know, really getting to know each other, um, and mm. and that's what I love in Sur- Survivor, and that's what I think this episode did really, really well overall. Yeah, we showed connections this episode so well, um, and not just this. That we're, we'll talk about the sanctuary a little bit later. We'll we'll talk about you know, in we we've already talked about just the way that Matthew and Kane were bonding, you know, um, and just all of this stuff. I think is so wonderful to, to to see on a screen because that is that is what drives the gameplay right strategy comes it, it is is a huge part of survivor obviously it is the part of survivor that's survivor strategy but it's all built on a social base it's all the strategy doesn't work unless you have good people surrounding you that you can trust you know what i mean yeah so-
1: absolutely i mean i would say uh, you know Survivor at its core has always been, you know, the people make the game. But this season it's been a little different, in my opinion, where I feel like the game is playing the players. Mm -hmm. But this episode was really refreshing to see. Like there was no twists, there was no advantages, which is what we saw. Um, you know, after the immunity challenge was I think we like you guys don't usually talk about the immunity challenge too much. Yeah. Like no. But the one thing I would like to point out is that when Tico was walking back in, Soko was going for the Academy Award, be like, oh my gosh, Josh is still there. Like, oh my gosh, we're so happy. He's like like, they were pulling, like, oh my gosh, like gasp. Like they were like, oh my gosh, we're so happy you're still here. And like Josh definitely was like bought into it. And I was like, Mm my gosh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I also, there were two things at the immunity challenge that I wanted to talk about. First thing I wanted to talk about that I think is just hysterical. It's editing. It has nothing to do with social or strategy or whatever, but I don't know if y'all have noticed this: When they pull the sword out of anywhere, Mm -hmm. they do a sword sound effect. It is. That that looks like a plastic sword, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, that's a plastic sword. Why are we uh, wooden at best? Why are we making a shing sound? It's A sword
1: should never make that sound when it comes out of a holster because then it just dulls the sword but like (laughs) you know Survivor's got to do what it's got to do this is why like I always say to people that like you know to my gay friends and whatnot who watch reality tv and watch RuPaul's Drag Race and whatnot I'm like please give Survivor a chance because it is campy it is over the top no matter (laughs) what like even if the players aren't over the top like the, the idea like you're being voted out like you're going off the like that stuff is like ridiculous but like you know that's why we love this show so much because this is like an experiment but that has evolved and become a like a phenomenon and like a mm-hmm. sensation but like you know even at times like it, it knows it's silly and I like that it's being
0: silly me at too times. me too I was obsessed with it it makes me happy and I thought that was wonderful the I also love I how the
1: contestants are like fully like knight me jeff like yes i'm so happy i have the shield and like a lot of people online have been like i think this is the worst immunity idol ever (laughs) with the sword and shield that is so funny because
0: i'm obsessed with it i'm obsessed with it it's just so So, like ridiculous it's so ridiculous and that's kind of why i love it because i loved the immunity idol on um pearl islands where with the sword the individual immunity where it was just like a swashbuckler sword. I love that kind of stuff. Just go all in on that. That to me is just makes me happy. I think it's silly and fun and 10 out of 10. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about from the immunity idol or the immunity challenge is um, something that I saw on the internet. I think I saw this on survivor fact checkers, Instagram story. Um, So apparently ever since Claire, Claire, uh, and I think it was Matthew talked after the first episode, first challenge. Oh, I think on I heard benches. about this. The benches have been getting further and further apart. And so after I saw this, when I rewatched Ooh. the episode, the benches are so far away. They're so far away. And I am wondering if there obviously might be a practicality of like, literally they wanted the benches to be by the tribe, like where they're going or whatever, but also like, why would they discourage from the cross tribe talking? That is great gameplay in my opinion. That is great television. I think that just makes everything a little bit better. When Claire did that, she almost got Lauren voted out of the uh, of the episode. You know what I mean? Because of mm-hmm. because of that like whole bit. And so I was wondering, did you notice that and do you have any thoughts about that?
1: I didn't notice it at first, but then I did see that post that you were talking about and you know I mean, we just came off of watching Survivor Heroes versus Villains on Australian Survivor and there was so many cross-tribal match chats that season and it made so much interesting gameplay and so much interesting television, like seeing people just like openly share information with one another, passing idols to one another, like that's amazing, I love seeing that kind of stuff but like for production, if just discouraging that kind of stuff, I'm just like big thumbs down guys like yeah. let the players play, let them do what yeah. they want to do and like, you know It's like with these three-tribe formats, nothing's really stopping these people from doing that. I mean, if I was in that situation and I really wanted to talk to the other people, like I would just be like, I'll just walk over there. Yeah. it's like a producer stops me, then I won't do it. But if they're not going to stop me, like whatever. And so I'd be like, why were you talking to those people? And be like, because I don't want to talk to myself. I don't want to sound crazy, okay? (laughs) Like leave me alone.
0: Yeah, I think I wish they could just like, I agree, let the players play. Uh, I think it's just interesting television. Um, and I do, you know, it's fun because you have a limited amount of time. Obviously, during a challenge, you might have up to six hours. Who knows? Um, but, you know, it could be a small amount of time when you have to pass some information. So maybe it's not the full information. Maybe it's not, you know, whatever. So I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting thing that I wish they wouldn't discourage. Um, it obviously might just be, you know, logistically, it works better to have them placed where they were. But I. I, I would hope that it's they're not discouraging the talking um but so tika is going back to tribal council or so we think um ratu wins and ratu sends brandon danny and carolyn to go on a journey now i don't know if you noticed all of
1: the people that opened the cage too
0: oh interesting i didn't put that together that's yeah, I was like, wait!
1: All of those people opened the birdcage, which they probably didn't talk about. Obviously, of course. But it was something so that's so I noticed. I was like, that is so, like, so random.
0: That is so random. Uh, when they were sending, when Ratu was sending the people. Also, I want to
1: point out one other thing. Sorry to interrupt, but no, you're fine. I don't know how people keep messing up Carolyn's name. They keep calling her Caroline. I'm like, oh, her name's yeah. Carolyn. Brandon called her like, yeah, Caroline. I was like, her name's Carolyn. But I love that Carolyn's just hasn't been like. She, I don't think she cares because she's like, I, people keep messing up my name the entire time here. At least yeah. they spell it right on pieces of parchment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did notice that. I'm like, it's not that hard of a name either. It's, it's a, uh, you know, pretty straightforward name. But, um, but when they, when they chose the people to send, they said we like Danny. Mm-hmm. And they sent, and that's why they chose. Or I'm sorry, was it, or was it, did they say we like Brandon? Whatever they said, no, they, they said like, we,
1: we like, they like Danny. That's what Lauren like said.
0: And then it was just, oh, and then I think we're going to go with Carolyn. It was just Carolyn. And so even go, before going into this thing, it was like, oh, we like this person. And then Carolyn almost felt like an afterthought, which I thought was just, I think it was even Heidi that said that. Just an interesting, like, slip of uh, slip of the tongue. I don't know what it was. it was. It wasn't Heidi. But just very interesting verbiage when you're sending somebody, we like this. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, something that I noticed while that was happening, but I feel
1: like that's like that's like something you just say, to people that I make guess, them feel better, I like don't you know. know, you don't want, to, especially because like there is no consequence for Danny really going because his tribe's not going to tribal and whatnot. So it's just that's one true. of those things, like you know, oh, like I get a good, like we like this person's vibe, like let's go send them, you know what I mean, okay, like, that kind of stuff.
0: I think I get that I get that I think I overthink what I say anyway and so I can't overthink <laughs> what other people say so that's I that's sometimes have to is. play
1: devil's advocate I'm just like I'll be thinking <laughs> these crazy things and I'm like it's probably not mm-hmm. it's like we saw this in Australian Occam's Survivor Razor. that for people are like oh why did you pick us for this reward they're like I don't know I just like you people
0: <laughs> like yeah. it's not that yeah. not everything's
1: for strategy and not everything's that deep. But yeah, sometimes this, I have to
0: remember that Occam's razor is like sometimes the simplest thing is is, is what's actually happening. It's not always 4D chess.
1: But this journey is my favorite thing of the entire season. This is what the journey should have always been from the very beginning. They go on this journey and it's a sanctuary. There's no advantage. There's nothing there. They're just eating food and getting to know one another, which I was like, thank you. This is what we've been wanting because like every single time they've gone on this journey, they're like, Oh, you know, get to know one another. We never hear them talk to one another at all. Not like ever. I was like, I was like, we only saw this like meaningful thing happen in like forty one, and like maybe a little bit in forty two, but like in forty one, it had like more of an impact with mm-hmm. Shannon and Liana really bonding with one another. Whereas like <laughs> this, I like all the season before the sanctuary, I was like, none of these people are talking to one another. Like they're not showing anything, and I was like. So to see this was so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, Carolyn, Danny and Brandon are good to like get to talk to one another. And then it divulged into Danny and Brandon talk to one another while Carolyn was eating.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it was just so hard. It was so, Carolyn <clears throat> firstly, Carolyn is everybody in there. Carolyn is just sitting there going like, like making the wildest faces. And that was literally what I was doing. I could not believe that they were blatantly (laughs) ignoring, maybe not blatantly, but ignoring her and and talking about, oh, you know, people like us, we always get voted out. And Carolyn's like, what do you mean people like us? What do you mean
1: people like us? That was so funny. What do you mean people like us?
0: (laughs) It was just so wild to me i thought she and... i thought she played it so well though when she said when they were like oh so who are you gonna go for and she was like you know what i just need allies right now with such a small tribe i'm not really blah." blah, blah. i thought that was kind of a good kind of dodge a good way to say like you know what? i'm gonna throw uh-huh. somebody's name under the bus uh because it's not really well i need people to work with not work against me i thought that she handled that that part well um but yeah that was a wild wild like 10 minutes
1: the wildest the wildest part of that whole conversation is Danny and Brandon talking about each other's tattoos and I'm like Carolyn literally has a full sleeve down her arm what are you
0: talking she might even have more tattoos than you guys
1: literally I was like I was like okay so this isn't like overly edited like these people are just straight up ignoring her and her her confessionals during that whole thing absolutely amazing she's like you know, then we're like, I was like, I'm so excited to go. This is my Caroline impressions. So, like, tell me if it's really good. I was so excited to like go on this journey and uh, like, you know, get to finally talk to these people and, you know, and then like we get there and then it's just like. <laughs> that was so good. They don't even talk to me. Like I'm already gone to them. And, you know, it was just, it was so funny to watch. And I was just like she was making she's like yeah you know it'd be a real shame you know <laughs> like she's just she's like being the voice of the audience just like eating and then she's just like and then I loved her final confessional before like you know they left the sanctuary and she's like it's like let it be known I will make the merge yes <laughs> so yes. good I loved that I was like <laughs> yes Carolyn you tell those, she, you you tell you, those guys, you manifest your destiny and you go and get to the merge.
0: Absolutely. She literally is, she, I think she's one of the best casting that they've had, they've done absolutely. in recent time. Um, not only because she's great television, she gives such good emotions. She, she, you know, has all that f- great stuff on her face. She is very good at the game too. I think she has some really great strategy. She's very smart. Um, and she just is such she's the whole package uh and and i i think that she is very and she also has great reads on people and how people perceive her and she knows when she is kind of not in on the conversation specifically obviously with danny and brandon but also also just
1: she knows when she's underestimated like she could mm -hmm. tell like these guys are underestimating her and she was even listening like i've pulled off a blind side i've made relationships i have an idol nobody knows Mm -hmm. about like They don't realize I'm a power player and like I can make these moves. And I think in the long run, that'll work to Carolyn's advantage.
0: I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, she has played such a good pre-merge game. I'm I'm hoping that she continues on post-merge in kind of, the she's playing over the radar because of who she is, but her actual game is like under the radar. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, she would be in my opinion, one of the best winners of recent time, because she's so wild and zany where we're getting a great edit of her because the producers want to show her. Um, and so we're, because of that, we're hearing her strategy. We're hearing all of this stuff because the producers like having her on the screen and then she's playing a good game where i'm oh it's not like as overt as i would say jesse or or maybe even Omar. you know what i mean if she's able to keep it keep the things that she's doing a little bit more under the radar and keep up the people like seem to like her you know like i mean not just me but i think like the people on the on the show you know she's with jam jam you know i think carson or who was yeah, Carson, Carson. Mm-hmm. likes her. Um, and so I think that she has an ability, if she can just keep being zany and keep being over the top, but keeping her gameplay under the radar, I think she has a really good path to to take the whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And we definitely got to talk about... Carolyn returns back to Tika, and, you know... Oh, yeah. And then yeah, they're all talking about, like, oh, yeah, what's the vote? And then, you know, Josh is like, well, I'll still be here because I have my idol, and, you know... And then Carolyn has literally, I have no idea why Jam Jam didn't ask this. I would have asked the same. She's like, Well, can we see your idol? And then (laughs) this whole this whole segment was so funny to watch.
0: So funny. Because
1: Josh brings it out, and then Jam Jam's like, These are the beats aren't those the beats from Tree Mail? And Josh is like, No. No. I don't know. And it's like, yeah, they and then Carolyn's is like, it's literally the same. He's like, it's literally the same piece of paper you showed me yesterday like it's just, it's, I, it was so and then I loved jam jam's confessional where it was one of those really organic things it wasn't him like sitting anywhere it wasn't like a scene or anything like it was just him in camp just like josh this fake idol is so bad like the thing was falling <laughs> apart in my hands like and he just like he could not contain himself and it was just one of those very like organic off the cuff confessionals and I was like oh my gosh I absolutely love this it was so so funny and I was just like oh my god and then like you know I also loved seeing you know Jam Jam just kind of falling into this power position which is so crazy because at the start of the episode you're like he could be a dead man walking like Carolyn's probably in the power position and Jam Jam's put in between Josh and Carolyn this like with this scramble and I don't think I've ever been this stressed out about a scramble on a three-person tribe ever. Because it always mm-hmm. just like, it's always been, like, really, like, cut and dry. Like, it's pretty obvious who's going. Yeah. Even though I would say, like, I'm pretty sure Josh would have gone this episode. Yeah. I think so. But, like, you know, <laughs> Jam Jam is, like, a messy, is a messy gay person. And we love that. I love seeing that. He's like, I don't know if I'll keep caring. I don't know yeah. if I'll keep Josh, and I was like, he knows exactly. He watches reality TV. He knows that's exactly what producers want to hear. It's like, oh, I'm not sure. Like I, yeah. I, I, just, I I'll probably decide at tribal council. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just pure comedy, and also loved. I also really loved this moment from Carolyn too, when, uh, you know, when she comes back and she's like. Like she's like mouthing to Carolyn, she's like Josh done. He's going home. Yeah. like th- yeah. it's over. And then also really loved their one-on-one conversation. like I swear to you, like I'm not lying. Like I swear in everything. Like yeah, like this is real. Like this is this 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 is this is we're not doing. And I also like it's like well, what if you have an advantage? And it's just like I don't have an advantage. And it's just like what if I-? yeah? And I loved this moment too, where he's like, what if, do you have an idol? And she's like, no, I don't have an idol. And it was just one of those moments where like you know, and we've seen it so many times in this modern era, like people will share their idol as an information to gain an ally. And I'm just like, because people like all like, Oh, yeah, Carolyn's stupid. Carolyn's not stupid. She has not told a single person about this idol. And guess what? That is how an idol information should be kept. You don't tell anybody about your advantages, Mm -hmm.
0: period. Yep, absolutely. And And I I think it's super smart for her to still keep that it was so good. And it was very smart of her to keep that close to the chest because obviously she had an idol the whole time. Uh, Yes. She didn't get one at the sanctuary, but she's had one. Um, And so I'm just like, I'm so happy that she kept that to her. I'm also, it was interesting to me that like the moment, the moment that Brandon and Danny brought up Josh as like a, you know, Oh yeah, we got to keep us muscular guys, whatever. And she was like, Josh has got to go. He's got to go. Because I think she now has a vendetta against Brenda and Danny, as do I, honestly. I am now against them because which is I am sh- for Carolyn.
1: Yeah, which is a shame because I really like Danny and whatnot. I like it like, I, like I liked I liked Danny like, you know, i liked him a lot this season. And then it's just like seeing him like grow out. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like I was like, oh I, God,
0: why? I've done one I like, meet- meat tray alliance this year I can't do two I can't do two I can't do two I've done my one I've done my one we're done we're done that's Literally. it that's all we're no, doing no
1: no no bros no like meat trays like <laughs> we're not for it like on this, especially podcast, not on I'm this not... season no 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 especially not on this season it's like Carolyn did where they're like and those two just went together <laughs> it was so funny I was like it was so good I was like usually people do this not no. this but okay
0: <laughs> she is just so amazing um okay Man, I love so it. Now we get to obviously there was a lot of scrambling, there was a lot of talking, and then they see a boat come onto the beach that's never a good sign. It, uh, it's either mean. What are you towards... talking about, that's
1: a great sign. That's a great sign. I guess it was a great sign.
0: Jeff comes on saying, and even before Jeff even said anything, they said, is it Matthew? They knew they, they could see that Matthew was in a lot of pain. He was sitting out challenges. So they knew that Matthew was going to be going. And Jeffrey was like, yep, you know. He was in a lot of pain. He had to opt out or whatever the verbiage he said. Um, he was medically evacuated essentially, and then Ian posted my favorite <laughs> bit from the whole episode. Uh,
1: but but I, I am sorry that you. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry <laughs> that he it's like I would have me, reacted the exact same way. Like absolutely. I would have been like. I'd be like, wow, it really sucks that we h- went home, but I'm so glad we're not going to Tribal.
0: Yeah, it was so good. It's such a good gif. It's such, just a good sound on TikTok. Like, it's such a good bit, but all because it's so real, it is so, like, obviously you're sad that Matthew goes went home, especially for that reason, but in a game where it's every person for themselves, obviously you're going to be happy because Josh probably would have gone home, and Carolyn literally says afterwards, uh, yeah, I was going to vote jo- for you, in a, jo- in a joking In a joking way,
1: way. but she was being serious yeah I was gonna yeah, vote. yeah. I was like, well it's like why are you excited because I was going to vote you out <laughs> yeah and then so, Carolyn's the only person who was like I'm kind of bummed that we didn't go to tribal because I wanted to get rid of Josh and so mm-hmm. like by mm-hmm. the end of the episode it was like definitely very interesting it was super you know I'm always for the person like and for that mindset like you know if someone has to leave the game and like you know I really. That's one less person. That's one step closer. Like, that's like, keep it positive, you know, yeah. find the silver lining. And Absolutely. You know, at the end of this episode, there's a lot of like stuff in the air to like predict how this merge is going to go. Like, I'm yeah. definitely excited to see how this, you know, this merge is going to go, you know, part of me is hoping it won't be an earn the merge, but I don't think it'll deviate from that because yeah. that's what it's been for the last two that's- seasons. But I liked how it was done in 43 and so and because also this merge is going to be 12 people we won't have to have like a uneven number of like
0: right and
1: hopefully we won't have like someone voted out in the merge that doesn't make the jury like I don't like yeah. that that's not a per- I don't like it that much but there are times where I'm just like the person who gets voted out first of the merge is like them like barely plays the game you know what I mean like not yeah. as much and like they don't get to see everything so
0: right Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think the merge is going to be very... It's going to be very interesting, you know, gameplay. I'm excited to see how everything went. But I just also want to say, like, as much as we rag on the producers, as I typically do as on the editors, I think this episode really shows what survivor could be if we didn't have a million advantages all the time if we didn't have you know you know we that is i think so i was able to go to i went to an rhap live event on wednesday and i saw i was so jealous (laughs) it was so much fun it was so much fun but every (laughs) single person i talked to every single person was like this was such a good episode of survivor because we got to see the relationships we got to watch people strategize get to know each other, you know, think about, you know, everything. And that is what Survivor fans love. And it wasn't just like a couple people that I talked to. And then some people, it was every single person was like, wow, this was a great episode. I'm sad. Matt went, uh, Matthew left, but we didn't have to go to tribal council. So we got all essentially 45 minutes of the episode, watching these people get to know each other, strategize, talk, you know a little bit of a of the immunity challenge but other than that it was all interpersonal relationships and every single person i talked to loved it loved it and so i just want to say mm-hmm. props to the editors props to the producers who let us have one episode that was essentially void of any advantages void of any kind of extra little things uh, around um and we just got to see players play which was just amazing
1: yeah someone um I think someone said on a podcast, like, I wonder if, like, you're, like, you know, some people would call this, like, a filler episode of Survivor or something like that because we didn't see someone go home. They're Like, I wonder if they should, like, do that in the future or something like that. Like, have, like, give us some content that's, like, filler content or something like that. So, you know, fill in, you know, like, uh, but I mean, like, they kind of post, like, the deleted scenes and whatnot, which, you know, mm-hmm. like, I guess is, like, the closest thing we'll get to that but you know i'm not for that but i do like the the idea and that sentiment of like we should be getting more of this this episode felt like survivor went back to its roots yeah no gimmicks no advantages no craziness like just people being people interacting with one another and that's what we love to see and that's what i am a fan of it's like you know that's why this you know this is called survivor social and this episode could not have been more social than it seen this season
0: it was amazing. And honestly, the so like I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but the social game is one of the most, if not the most important aspect of the game. We've seen people win solely on their social strategy um, and or their social gameplay and just getting to know people. And, you know, I mean, I even saw on the Australian version uh, at the Final Tribal Council, I won't say there was a question. Uh, I won't say who was posed to, but somebody was like, can you tell me what my favorite hobby was? Can you tell me what this is? And the person couldn't answer. And so I'm not saying that that person would have won, but, um, but you know, the social aspect is so important. And, and it's important for us, the viewers, to be able to watch the episode and understand where people, how people line up and where people, who gets along with who and who doesn't. And that's an important context that I think a lot of times we don't really get. Uh, and so I just wanted to say yeah. thank you to the people who edited this episode um, and for for making it something so enjoyable for all of us to watch.
1: You know, I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, so I saw um, a clip from like RuPaul's Drag Race and there was like, you know, people on a podcast or something. And they were talking like, you know, to the people hating on the uh, like episode. And I was like, this is how Jeff definitely acts like when people don't like the show it's like, to the people hating on Survivor of course you're watching like <laughs> like he's definitely like I don't care you're watching the show like why do I care and I'm yeah. just like, Jeff definitely has that mentality of like if it's a good or a bad episode of course you're watching like duh. He,
0: and wait I will I will always watch there is no way that I yeah. won't uh, I mean that's not true well, but, uh, I, there I, are probably the, some ways that <laughs> I won't
1: that last season I probably should have stopped watching
0: <laughs> um but we do have some questions that I promised that we would get to at the end of the episode. Yay. So we do have a couple of questions. Um, so we have one that we got from TikTok. Uh, this, uh, this person's name is Kaysen. Um, Their uh, at is at Killen underscore it five two three. So shout out to them. They write, uh, "What did what do you think Jamie and Carson will do with their dead idols? People know about it now. So is there any way for them to use it to their advantage? What do you think?"
1: I don't think there's anything you can do, really, because I think, you know, because Carolyn also shared that information, you know, which was also, like, a really good idea to do, like, you know, them being like, oh, well, these people don't have idols, and, like, you know, I don't think there's really anything you can do to pass it off, like, as an idol, there's just nothing you can do, especially, like, you know, having these idols and whatnot, and, you know, like, I just don't think there's anything you can really do at that point because people now know. Like Danny yeah. knows, Brandon knows, uh, Carolyn knows, uh, Carson and Jamie both know, Josh knows, Jam mm-hmm. knows. Like that's, how, that's like six people, right?
0: Yeah, that like,
1: is. Six people know about this. That's half the cast. And like, My you know, question
0: is, though, do you think that they are going to – obviously, they know it expires, right? But I don't – did Josh mm-hmm. tell anybody that it expires?
1: Carolyn knows it expired. She read the note. Carolyn
0: – oh, she read the note. Okay. So then, Remember? yes, so then Carolyn she, knows. She,
1: she she knows, and then Jam knows Josh's idol is a fake, and he already played his one idol. So it's right.
0: like – yeah, opinion- I don't
1: think – it, it's, you know what? I know what they, they can do with it. They can keep it as a nice souvenir. That's yeah. what they can do with it. <laughs>
0: they can try to do something with it, but I feel like it's not going to work. Like, I feel like no. if they do something, it's just not going to end up um, actually. Be like-
1: be doing too big brain strategy. That'd be like yeah, you overanalyzing exactly. this. You'd be like, "What can I do with this inspired idol that everybody knows yep. about?" Like, te- and yep. I'd be like, with you can't do anything with it. Just keep it and take stop, it sweetie. home with you." Sweetie,
0: stop. Just stop. Yeah, that's accurate. It's almost like, yeah, exactly, exactly that. Um, so I, yeah, I feel like they'll just have worst case scenario. I'm thinking if one of them actually finds a real idol, they could play their real idol and keep the note and use it. But like, that's not even going to come in. Like th- there's a very small chance that that'll actually happen because, you know, who knows? So I do think they have a very nice souvenir.
1: Oh, uh, Cause you just mentioned the real idol because Matthew went home with his idol. Do you think they're going to replant it?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think. They- I think they,
1: I think they will because they replanted it after Brandon played it, which I didn't think they were going to do because you that's know. true. But I think that is true. because it's I think because it's the merge they may not, but who knows.
0: Yeah, I think so I think there was a big theory on whether or not Matthew actually left with his idol. Uh and I'm 90% sure he did because I think on an ex interview that's what kind of came out of that. Um but I think so the, I don't think he like handed it off to somebody. They didn't they didn't pull like a Dwight and Jesse kind of thing where he handed it off and whatever. I don't think that's that happened. Um but uh I do think uh I do think they'll rehide it at some point. Like I think there will be another idol introduced into the game and I think if it's the merge, I think it'll just be like a merge idol. I don't think it's going to be like in the bird cage. I think it'll just be hidden.
1: Yeah. But I have to say like now that we're entering the merge birdcage bird twist might be one of my favorites because i think you know it went it went in production and the show and jeff are probably so happy that the birdcage went in three completely different ways like yep. brandon opens it in front of everybody and then everybody realizes there's a real and a fake and then danny does what pretty much like the script for the birdcage was player finds both fake and real idol puts uh Hi, rehides, puts fake idol back in cage rehides the key someone else finds it and finds a fake idol and then Carolyn does like something so, keeps both of them does something similar but like in a better way where she yep. does the little X which I yep. liked but I did yeah too. I think I think the bird cage twist was really uh, unique and really interesting it was fun it was really fun to watch it was fun TV and you know I don't like the fake idol part of it that much either. But I did like that Survivor Production brought back that the real idols look different from one another. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I liked. They brought that in Cambodia and I really liked that because like no two idols look the same, but each one is unique. And I think you know it'll be interesting, but I like the birdcage. That's probably one of the highlights of the pre-merge, is just how that worked out. And you know, we'll see how it affects everything long term.
0: I totally agree. And I think it's interesting also that. Um, Matthew still has a legacy in this game where Matthew is no longer in the game. Obviously, he had to leave. Um, but his fake idol that he gave to Jamie is still in the game. And the only person that knew that idol was fake is no longer in the game. So I'm super interested to see how that's going to play out because Jamie has an idol that is fake and she doesn't know it. And the only person who knows it is no longer in the game. So that is very interesting to me as well. And I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Um. So we have one other question. We have we got an email question. Amanda wanted to ask: Was Josh's fake idol the worst idol ever created?
1: Okay, I would probably say yes, because like I mean, I, comparing it to uh, the stick. Okay, Oz, that, stick. Uh, okay, that's bad, but like that's funny. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy at least took time to find a stick and like whittle that yeah. himself, but it, yeah, that was really bad. But <laughs> it's just because Josh has fell apart. That's the yeah. thing that got me. Like, it wasn't well constructed. It wasn't well executed. It was just, like at least Ozzy's fake stick, like, was believed by the dumbest person on the in the yeah. game. that's what <laughs> made it funny. But uh, it's just like. I think Josh's is probably one of the worst fake idols we've seen in like the new era or like in the new in new school survivor. Like I agree. No one believes that's real. And and I think the reason why like it could almost have been pulled off is because this is my biggest gripe. I'm a huge art I'm an artist. I do like I like to draw, I like to paint, I like to do all that kind of stuff the artistic integrity of idols has diminished over and over and over again as the seasons have gone on, and -hmm. I really hate that. I really don't like that the show is like, we want our real idols to look as fake as possible. Possible. And I I just think to myself, like, who wants to go home with that?
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I literally have
1: said, like, if I get on Survivor and I find one of those idols and it looks like a string of beads, and they'd be like, wow, production's really not stepping it up this year. (laughs) Or I might just be like, I just feel like this is the idol. It looks like shit. Like this looks terrible. And then, the, and then they'll be like, they'll have to cut it. They'll like, wow, we was really talking mad trash about our idols. And like, yeah, because yeah. it looks like crap. Yeah. I would, I would honestly like, th- I would never do it. But it'd be funny if I was just like, yeah, I'll just give this to somebody else because I hate this so much. <laughs>
0: That would be so funny. I'm taking a stand and this is the stand that I'm taking and I will not be a part, I will not be part. Unless you this. get
1: a, <laughs> unless you give me a better idol, I'm giving it to someone else. <laughs> that would be so
0: funny. That would be amazing. That would be so iconic. Um, But we've come to the, uh, well, so let me just say before I finish the questions, if you have any questions, if you have, if you a listener have any questions about this week, last week, past Survivor seasons, Australian Survivor, whatever it is, please email us. Uh, it is survivorsocialpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, obviously, I will read, um, I get questions on my TikTok. So if you have any questions that you want me to read, um, please comment on my TikToks um, at Survivor uh, at underscore, wait, what's my, Survivor <laughs> underscore simulation. So sorry. Um, and I will read those out as well. So we love to hear uh, your questions, your thoughts, all of that stuff. Uh, We've come to the point of the show where we award two two big awards uh, Uh to some players. The first one is this week's Social Butterfly. Um, So Ian, as the guest, you can go ahead and start. Who do you think uh, is this week's Social Butterfly or who deserves that award
1: and why? I I think Jam Jam obviously deserves an award for me because he started off this episode as someone that like was easily disposable. And we thought like, you know a lot of people were like carolyn's in the driver's seat for this vote and then as the episode kept going on we see that jam jam was the one in the middle and he was now back in this power position and he was able to socialize with josh and you know some and like kind of reconnect with carolyn in what way like it seemed like jam jam would have been the kingmaker and if they went to this tribal council and i think that's really impressive especially because he had felt like he was on the bottom at that point so i i have to give it to jam jam
0: I actually think uh, – so my answer changed from the beginning of the episode to the end, and I'm going to actually agree with you. You cheated my mind. I think I'm going to go with Jam Jam as well. Jam Jam is just so great to watch on the screen, um, and I just think that he – you know, is able to make connections, he's able to gain the trust of somebody who or, or or, he's able to trust somebody who he wasn't able to trust prior all of this stuff that he is able to do because of his social game. He is so great at just being he's just so kind. He's just so fun to watch on the TV. Uh, and so I, I think that he really turned his position around as someone who was out of the vote. And then I do think you are right. I think that he would have been the driver of the vote um uh, if it would have ended up being like that so i think i'm going to go with jam jam as well um and then we have our second award of the episode which is the um driver of the social struggle bus um and so so ian do you have any thoughts on that do you know who is going to be uh the driver today it's
1: probably gonna be for like the third time in a row. Josh is the, is the is the driver, <laughs> the back seat. He is the bus at this point. Yeah. Like he is the struggle bus. Like, like, you know, as Omer said last week, like if you're gonna make up a lie, make up a good one. But like mm-hmm. Josh, your faith idol is just terrible. Like, oh my gosh, it was just it, uh, it was it was bad. It was really really bad, and he's just not doing well socially. I still think he thinks that his tribe likes him, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to bite him in the ass. And I pers- and my prediction is that Josh might be the merge boot because yeah. Carol Carolyn doesn't want to work- doesn't want doesn't want him around. I don't think Jam Jam wants him around particularly, and then all of Soka doesn't want him around. And how many is that? Oh, that's six. That's half yeah. the entire cast. Like I don't think Josh really has a chance at this point. And I think it's, and I feel really bad for you guys at the survivor now podcast uh all picking josh as your winner pick not me
0: i I know you already out my winner i I know
1: i know you were the only (laughs) one that didn't pick josh but i'm just like wow you all of you guys picking the same winner pick it's like You have to put your eggs in different baskets. I mean, people. I know. <laughs>
0: Diversify the portfolio. Like what's going I on? I picked here?
1: Carolyn from the beginning. I didn't even read that much preseason stuff. I was just like, I like her vibe. I think she's kooky. I think she's different. I think she's like something new. And she's my winner pick. And like I'm just and like seeing you guys that seeing that Randy, Abraham, uh, who else Josh. chose Josh? And and Josh chose Josh, I'm just like
0: <laughs> I I'm know. just like
1: I'm like side eye, massive side eye. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Are you sure about that now? You want to change it? <laughs>
0: That's so funny. <laughs> um, so this is actually, I'm actually gonna not go with Josh as the driver this week for my pick. Wow. I know. Okay. I know. Um, and this is mainly because I think I just saw a large change in another person's social or, or not, Two people. I, it's tied for me. So I'm sorry, Randy, when you put this on the on the social medias, it's gonna be three drivers this week. Um, <laughs> I think the the sanctuary between uh, Brandon and Danny was a real, real bad spot on their social game. Um, you're supposed to get to know each other, you're supposed to make bonds with everyone there even if you feel more kinship to one person than the other I think that obviously this is a survivor is a social game you need to make it feel like everyone is here the fact that you know they they were like oh the people like us always get voted out <laughs> I Carolyn was just about sitting to say right this. there
1: I was about what? to say like what do you mean people like us tag with like, like what do you yeah like yeah people like us don't make it this far like what are you talking about <laughs>
0: Like It would have been, been
1: really funny if they had doubled downed on it, like even harder. Like, yeah, people like us, Carolyn, that like aren't big physical threats, and then like <laughs> openly and Brandon openly saying to Carolyn, "Well, you're not going to be a threat because you're not that strong in challenges." Like,
0: yeah. So you know, it's just <laughs> like that. Right there was just such a as as good as their social games might be at their own tribes. Like this was such an indicator of like. Not being able to manage what's going on right in front of you and not seeing that obviously somebody is being left out of the conversation. So literally, like literally being left out of the conversation. This she has the biggest tattoo of everyone, but they're the only ones that have the tattoos. No, nope, they are the only people. Nobody <laughs> else has tattoos. Um, actually they invented tattoos, those two. They are the only ones <laughs> um whoever has tattoos. So like they gave to themselves me, tattoos on the island. What are you yeah, talking about? Chicken <laughs> pokes, they gave them to each other. That was their bonding. <laughs> so I just like that was so egregious to me that I think it has to be both. I couldn't even choose one of them. It has to be both of them because it just is like, come on, guys. Oh my god. Come on. So while I don't think their social games are in the whole maybe as Gosh. not as good as yeah <laughs> not as good as some other people i think that it's just like that was such uh, uh, a a bad spot and it was, it was so bit... bad that bad the one bad apple ruins the bunch and so it's gonna have to be them for me today
1: it was a really bad look i totally I, I i completely like I I validate your pick. Thank you. Thank you. Yours is valid. So (laughs) much so, like it was just one of those moments where, like, I am like getting flashbacks to like dudes in the locker room talking about bro stuff, and I'm just sitting there like, wow, that's so interesting. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. like.
1: It very much felt like one of those moments where it's like, I'm the third wheel, except I'm not even a wheel. I'm a spare tire.
0: Oh, yeah. Honestly, that's what this whole thing felt like. Felt like It was like a, a spare tire that we can use in case uh, one of the other tires blows out. But, you know, she's there. All right. Now that we're wrapping up with the episode, um, Ian, thank you so much for joining me and talking about, you know, everything survivor uh, social, but um, let's talk about you. Where where can we find you? Where where are your socials so that we can maybe ask questions, talk about the episode, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. So um, my main Instagram account is Ian.Fruity. And, you know, that's spelled I A N. Dot. F R U I T Y. And you know, that's where my main account is. And then I have uh, my art account linked on there and I also have a survivor Instagram account. But if you like DM me, I can message you, you know, from there, if you want to talk all things survivor, you know, definitely I will talk on my main account. I'll talk like wherever you want to talk, I will talk Uh about it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. This was,
1: this was so much fun to do. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear like when it comes out you know which sounds so crazy but like I do I will listen to myself (laughs) talk. I mean I'm very coach I'm very Benjamin coach Wade in that way like I will like (laughs) listen to myself talk and you know what I mean you know there's some people that have that have played survivor that like I haven't watched my season I'm like no I'm watching my season like what are you (laughs) talking about I will watch myself on tv I will listen to myself talk on a tiktok on like on (laughs) <laughs> like on a podcast, like, you know, it'll be interesting. I can't wait to hear that, like, final product. This has been an absolute blast. I loved when we've been talking, like, on lives and whatnot about Australian Survivor. We definitely got to do another one because the season's been wrapped and we have yep. so much to talk about. So but, much. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I absolutely love doing this. It's like, you know, talking to, like, a like a nice, like, good friend who, like, gets my sense of humor and, like, you know, is all right with me interrupting her at some point well, all the time to work out but you know and sometimes just like so get the happy out. yes yes that, that, i'm that's i'm that person like you know if i for, if i forget something and i'll be thinking about it and it's like i'm wasting time like thinking about it and i'm just I gotta say it sometimes and that's
0: just how I my totally. brain works exactly the same thing but it was uh, honestly such a blast to have you on here uh, I cannot wait to see next week's episode it's going to be a lot of fun but please if you have any um, questions for the pod whatever reach out to us um, we would love to read them on the show just talk about um, talk about Survivor with you all uh, also if you haven't already if you're listening on or watching on YouTube make sure to like and subscribe uh, to um, Survivor now and if you are listening on Spotify definitely give us a rating hopefully it is five but if it's not that's okay not, wait, no, not.
1: wait, wait! This is gonna be on YouTube. Hmm. This yeah. is gonna be on YouTube. Is that okay? I had no idea.
0: <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no idea it's gonna be on YouTube. I
1: thought like only like the main show, like or something. i put on YouTube.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> I can if we we can probably. I could talk I mean, no, no,
1: everything no, no. So looks fully, good on you, this end. You, you can leave. <laughs> Thank you. You can fully leave this end. <laughs> like, fully leave this end. That's so funny. I was like, wait, what? I thought that was <laughs> only like, so for, like, sorry. the main, like, recap episodes. <laughs> 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 I was like, wait. I was like, wait, YouTube? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, that, I was like, I thought you only put, like, snippets or something. Like, I know, like, Randy and, like, Abraham mm-hmm. do it on YouTube. And, like, with that stuff. But I was like, I Know like Survivor Social was also on YouTube, so
0: like I'll definitely have to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny! Oh my gosh! Well, thank you all so much for listening and hanging out with us. Uh, Always a blast to talk Survivor, especially with you all listening. So thank you so much, everybody! Bye.